Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today.
Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to episode 213 of Getting It Out podcast. That was Nequiant. The song was called Death Bridge, and it's off of their new album, Darker Than Death or Night. It comes out March 18th on Nefarious Industries. They're a metallic hardcore band from Chicago, and uh, they, they put a lot of extra stuff in their metallic hardcore, and I like that. And that's a that's got a lot to do with what we're talking about on this episode. Not only am I talking to another Chicago band who puts out their record on March 18th, who also sprinkles in all sorts of different metallic sounds. Um, I mean, that's exactly what I'm doing. Okay, so <laughs> this episode features an interview with three of the fellows in Without Waves who've got a new record called Comedian dropping March 18th on Prosthetic Records. See, some of these things are the same. And uh, it was nice to have a chat with all three of them. And uh, it's uh, it's even nicer to get the opportunity to share that with you. So before we go any further, let's do the Hot Zone intro, and then let's get moving. Check it! Make family out of friends! Make friends out of enemies! Peace to my family! Make friends till they bury me! All the places we've been! We're never sitting it out! We be getting it in! Why you getting it out? I said all the places we've been! We're never sitting it out! We be getting it in! Why you getting it out? Hey, so where are we at now? What's new in my world? What's the last update I gave on the podcast um, where I let you look too far into my life? I don't know if I mentioned it, but I started a new job. I started a new job this week, actually. In fact, I'm currently on my lunch break. I walked home. It's that close. I, I work at the closest possible place to my house now, and that's that's pretty damn cool. Um, I haven't figured out the routine though, you know, I don't know what I'm going to do yet. I don't know what I'm going to do with the time I save on the commute because I also lost the ability to work from home, which is fine because I'm working so close to home, but you know, it just changes things. It also, it actually changes things for the podcast too, because I used to be able to, at least for the last two years during COVID times, I used to be able to interview foreigners, people in other countries at their times, their suggested times, because it was like midday here. If it was 6 p.m. for somebody in fucking Norway, it's just noon here. It worked out perfectly, right? Right on my lunch break, I was able to get a lot of those done. So it's kind of nice that the last episode featured two foreigners um, in Germany and uh, Cyprus. So that's cool. Um, Hopefully that's not totally out the window now with this, but we'll see. The other big news is the Sixers finally traded Ben Simmons to the Brooklyn Nets and got James Harden in return. And up until last night, that was great. I was loving it. And then they played the Nets last night and it wasn't great and I wasn't loving it. But I do like when those things happen because I realize my sports rage is totally under control these days. I don't fly off the handle anymore about sports. I think I think that went away once the Eagles won the Super Bowl. That like it took it all out. It was a it was a great weight off my shoulders. I no longer worry about sports like that. I still get disappointed, of course. Um, I am a, a, a red-blooded man, a red-blooded American man, or do I say blue-blooded? Blue I don't know. I don't know how that works. Remember that lie that you used to tell us that your blood was actually blue inside your body, but when it came out, it was red? Who said that? Who made that up, and why did we all believe it? And if you didn't believe it, why didn't you believe it? That's a cool lie. You should have believed it. I miss lies like that. I miss lies like that. They're similar to like the gas prices lies right now. And uh, we don't need to get into all that, but 
I'm not too worried about gas prices anymore because I don't need to buy fucking gas. I can walk to work. So that's great. Uh, so I don't see what the big deal is. So you guys should all stop complaining it collectively as a unit. All right. Well, that's going to be it. Let's get in the goddamn show. Let's play Good Grief by Without Waves, this awesome prog metal band from uh, from Chicago. And uh, you're going to like this song. I know it. It's off of their new full-length comedian coming out in Prosthetic Records March 18th. Check it out and then listen to my conversation with the boys.
You know, we should start this with an easy one. This one's multiple choice. Uh, two choices, pick one, kids or animals? Mm. Uh, animals, that's, that's easy for me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a cat guy, but I love dogs too. I, there's a dog sitting right here. Okay. Right, but you don't have any kids then, right? No. Yeah. Can't believe I'm saying this, but I'm actually going to go with kids. That's... that's- What's, why is, I'm an what's only your child. Um, I'm an only child, but two of my friends recently have had kids, like within the past four years, and I'm yeah. an uncle to them. So being an uncle has been pretty fun. Kind of swoop in, we play, and then I go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I agree with that. I'm I'm an uncle four times uh, as well, and uh, that's awesome. But no plans for any kids of my own. <laughs> I'll stick with pets. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Anthony, you're the last one. You're the, you decide. Uh, I, I think um, I think it'd be really cool to raise a hybrid like dog person. Uh, so yeah. if there was a way to combine, uh, you know, a kid with maybe like a, a labradoodle. Um, and then... <laughs> what? <laughs> that's an odd choice of dog. But are you aware that that's like the know. most that's like the most popular kids' book right now, Dog Man? Yeah, yeah. So I, know, I mean, I'd be on the news and you have this, you know, dog with yeah. dog boy, you know, um, I think that'd be fun and <laughs> difficult and very difficult. <laughs> I gotta say, kid on a leash. I gotta go. I gotta go kids. You got two kids. We got two cats. Uh, the cats were here before me though. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> let's, uh, let's talk about your band. Let's talk about your band without waves and your record comedian, which comes out in prosthetic records. March 18th, right? Yes. Mm -hmm. Friday, March 18th. When I saw press releases for your band in this record, I thought, huh, never heard of them. And then I went to Spotify and I realized I'm wrong. Definitely heard of them because I had your last album, Lunar, saved as an album, like, you know, liked as a (laughs) with a heart on it. So clearly I just forgot about you. But I feel like I might have forgot about you for good reason, because apparently it's been like five years since your last record. And yeah. a lot of shit's happened the last couple of years. So five years seems like an eternity. So where has Without Waves been in the last five years? Totally. I mean, um, you know, I think it, if the pandemic hadn't have happened, this record probably would have come out sooner. We were kind of finishing up uh, recording, kind of entering into mixing phase, you know, right when that right when that started. And so I think we kind of made the decision like, OK, well, maybe this is a sign that we can um, take a little bit of time to do a little bit more with that, you know, and make some, uh, more surgical decisions on things like that. And so, uh, with that in mind, and some of it too, I think was kind of selfish. It's like, Oh, it'd be really fun to, you know, be able to play in front of people, uh, when the record <laughs> comes out. So, um, you know, we were thankfully, I think at a point where, um, you know, cause we had a lot of our, our, uh, friends in different bands who, who had like just released things and, and just like, you know, I mean, that just threw a wrench into, you know, everyone's, everyone's plans that year, you know? So 
So now is better than ever, right? Um, the, and I hear you with, I talked to, uh, I never stopped doing this over the last couple of years, right? And I talked to yeah. people who were holding their records, people who said, fuck it and released it, people who wrote, produced, released all within, you know, whatever yeah. you call these couple of years. Um, was, are you, so are you saying that these songs were started before all of this happened, before COVID? I would say, yeah, I mean, they were written over maybe like two to three year period, whereas the songs on Lunar were written over like a five to six year period. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I, I mean, a good amount of them were kind of conceived pre-COVID, um, maybe minus maybe one track that was kind of added on towards the, towards the tail end. Um, but um, I think everything existed pre-COVID. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I mean, we started tracking drums before COVID, so. That's right. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was going to say, like, and I mean, some of the songs even we had been jamming on before Lunar was even released, I think, technically. Mm-hmm. Uh, or at least we had been working on some of the stuff, I feel like, you cool. know, going back five years. Well, so so you guys, so it's not <clears throat> it's not necessarily a new record to you guys at all. It's something that you're pretty comfortable with at this point um was it frustrating to sit on it for this long (laughs) yes and no um you know i think everyone got used to just i don't know just the environment of certain things being out of one's control right um it was frustrating but at the same time i think it would have been more frustrating to release it and schedule a tour and then have that implode so (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that 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 set certainly was the case for a lot of people. But you mentioned, so you mentioned this one. Well, it's been about five years since Lunar, right? Because that, that was 2017, I think. And yeah. uh, you said you had those songs for five or six years for Lunar, right? So you, how long has Without Waves existed at this point? We um, started this band in, I think it was August of 2010. Does that sound about right? I think, mm-hmm. yeah. But then that was the first show, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Collectively, you know, the four of us have been playing together a lot longer than that. Prior to Without Waves, we were all in kind of like a thrash metal band together. Um, three of us have been playing together since college. Um, so it's it's been a long time as far as just the four of us, um, you know, working together. But Without Waves was sort of a constant, conscious, uh, you know, change in uh, direction as far as just like uh, just kind of wanting to do do a lot more with um you know uh the, the music we're writing or whatever the case so, so yeah yeah i mean obviously there's a lot of um prog-ish elements or prog- i don't want to say prog pro- progressive not, you know what i mean because when, when you call something mm-hmm. prog people think you mean a certain thing right but there's obviously exactly. there's obviously a lot going on though on this record and it's progressive in that way uh it enc- encompasses a lot of different sounds most of them from uh heavy music but uh but there's a lot of stuff that uh you know the jazzy shit that you guys do i don't know there's just a lot to it and obviously i have a hard time defining it which is usually the type of music that i like and uh i think that's why when i heard lunar back then i really enjoyed it obviously i didn't even know i enjoyed it but apparently i really did <laughs> um but uh, so so you said you were doing like a thrash metal thing before that so when you started this what was the intention and have you been able to do what you intended to do so far i would say the intention 
with this band was kind of uh, not to pigeonhole ourselves or limit ourselves in any preconceived notion of genre. Like really, really the idea of this was to be able to write whatever the hell we wanted to write. And if yeah. something was truly good, we'd all be able to recognize it as such and then just run with the ball. Yeah. And I think comedian is a really good illustration of where we've kind of evolved with that mindset. Cause like, yeah, like we've kind of wanted to get away from the prog moniker, but we, yeah. I don't know, I can come up with a better way to describe it. So that's where it lies right now. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's a shame that when people hear prog, they think of, I don't know, like, cause it's not necessarily a negative thing to me. Cause there's a whole shitload of rush records right there behind me. You know what I mean? There's like, I got, I love prog, but I've got the whole OPEC discography and whatever, like just shit that falls under the umbrella of prog, but it's so much, it's so vast that, uh, but when people hear that, they think of like prog magazine. Right. And, uh, you know, it's, uh, <laughs> it's, it's a, little, it's a little dirty, right. It's, it's just a misconception. Um, but, uh, but there's there's plenty of heaviness here without wave and there always has been what what music did you guys come up on like what what got you interested in playing this mm. Mm. i think the four of us have a pretty wide array of of influence um i mean certainly like early on in our youth we were you know exposed to you know some of the larger you know metal acts and things like that and yeah, you know those bands, you know, resonated with us. But um, you know, I think I, yeah, that's a long, long list, right? I mean, <laughs> it's a very long list. And I mean, are we thinking more like initially picking up our instruments or more? Yeah, yeah, no, just like your interest in in heavy music. But then specifically, when you went to when you were getting the ideas for Without Waves, what were the inspirations for this band? Mm. Well, I'll say, like, for me, I was a little different in that um, I didn't really get into heavy music until much later, I feel like, than most of my peers and bandmates and stuff. Like, I didn't... Uh, the first Metallica record I listened to was St. Anger. Like, wow. <laughs> uh, you know, and I liked it. On purpose? Uh, you over. No. <laughs> <laughs> and so it was a weird sort of journey for me to, like, in college, where just one of my good friends, you know, I had been listening to that record and some other, you know, stuff or in high school that uh, was, you know, some of that, like, some more, like, new metal um type things that were like popular you know i was really into that but then uh my good friend in college was like no dude like you have to listen to this and gave me like ride the lightning and i was like oh uh <laughs> this is where uh i need to start and so then it was just a really quick you know uh uh, and then I quickly, I'm into like in flames and Opeth and, yeah. you know, all, all that kind of stuff. Um, and then I started playing in bands and uh, Metallica probably became for as far as picking up my instrument, that was, you know, I was in a Metallica cover band. Like that's, that's kind of <laughs> where we started. And Anthony sang with us a few times and <laughs> yeah, um, did that for a while. And then, yeah, as far as starting this band, uh, you know, yeah, we just have so many different influences among all of us. Yeah. Yeah, I'd say I probably initially picked up the instrument due to uh, like Metallica, Korn, and Anthony, because we were friends in high school. 
And uh, like I was really into skateboarding. I wasn't that into music yet. But we started hanging out, and he was like, hey, guitar is a lot of fun. You should, uh, you should try it sometime. <laughs> so just hanging out, eventually I did, and uh, yeah, kind of stuck. <laughs> yeah, man. I, I remember I remember those those days and you uh the first time you picked up a guitar it became very 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 natural to you like that and that 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 was cool I think it, for me too I, I I sort of stemmed from that sort of you know part of it is like due to the uh, uh decade that we were born so like I was I was really into um you know corn and and a lot of new metal like in the late 90s um yeah. early 2000s and then so was i i was there too. yeah <laughs> yeah and that like those records um you know i, I still spin those to this day just because like there's some really really you know unique guitar work and and just uh kind of emotional expression on those but that acted as a bridge to you know some of the uh like heavier hitters as far as pantera and you know metallica and sepultura and then that led to morbid angel and 1349 and just like all, all kinds of, you know, you go down that, that rabbit hole. <clears throat> and then, um, yeah, more recently, I think, you know, we've, we've certainly, you know, gotten to the point where, um, like you were saying, I guess some of the, you know, more experimental or, or proggier metal acts have been, um, pretty influential. I mean, some of the, some of my, you know, favorite records of all time, like, um, you know, we all love Dillinger's Escape Plan. Um, uh, really love, you know, Devin Townsend and Strapping Young Lad and, and, you know, a lot of those bands who have, you know, ar- arguably like they're within that, the, the, the metal genre, but they do things a little differently, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. And uh, yeah, that's, that's definitely kind of re- resonated with at least, uh, you know, maybe over the past like 10 to 15 years as, as we've been, you know, finding ourselves as a band too. So, right. Well, I, I'd argue I can hear most of everything you guys mentioned there and don't worry, you're not going to get any new metal shame on this interview <laughs> because uh, those, those records are still fine. It's with coming me. back. I feel like it's coming back now. <laughs> it, it is, you know, it is, but uh, that's, I don't know about this this new wave of new wave of new metal, but uh, <laughs> but whatever you know, whatever the last one you could argue it sucks too, and I probably wouldn't have an argument, but I still listen to it because that's yeah, what I liked, yeah. you know. Yeah, man. Yeah, no those 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 records yeah. like are, are really they're fun to listen to now, you know, because they were different when you're you know thirteen or fourteen, and um, but actually going back and kind of spinning those and hearing some of the yeah just innovative things that were done you know back yeah, then on, yeah. on some of the better better records you know so oh yeah like if you could play like any track off that first system record and i'm gonna be happy like it's yeah yeah i i mean it's that's right behind me too so uh <laughs> you know the uh and uh like you said they were going for it right they were trying shit and i don't think I don't think that's something that's mentioned often is the uh, n- nobody's looking at new metal and talking about the progressiveness of that music. Right. For, yeah. like, oddly, nobody talks about the way they incorporated all sorts of shit, stuff that did work, stuff that didn't work. Uh, but mm-hmm. but they, they went for it just the same. And I guess because it didn't have that, uh, I don't know, pinky in there, artist artistry to it. It didn't <laughs> uh, get validated, but but whatever. Did, I think that's a really good point, actually. Yeah, I think that's a very good point. Especially if you look at like just 
even how the guys in Corn, like their guitar parts, how they bounced off one another using kind of strange little sounds, but they really developed something unique and something that resonated. I mean, <laughs> obviously it worked, right? <laughs> Can't argue. Yeah. My, I have a 15 year old and all her friends come over and they're, they're big. And the one was here yesterday wearing a corn shirt. So it's not like it. Stopped, oh, that's cool, you know, man. <laughs> you that's know awesome. what I mean? Like it's, it's still a, it's still a thing. It went away. Yeah, for a all those bit. bands are. Here. Yeah. All those bands are now like main headliners at massive festivals still. Right. Like, yeah. Yeah. And there's a reason for that. <laughs> yeah. You can't argue it. Um, you guys, let's, let's before we get way off on new metal. Um, <laughs> it doesn't sound like you guys have had any, and maybe I'm wrong, but it doesn't sound like you guys have had any members change since you've been a band. Is that accurate? Yeah, we've been the same in four the entire time. So, yeah. Nice. So, do you all live near each other? Yeah, yeah, we're all in Chicago within probably a two three mile radius of one another. So. How involved are you each in the local Chicago scene? Because I, from my perspective over here in Pennsylvania, Chicago seems to be a place like Denver right now that just seems to have so many fucking bands going, so many different styles, so many different scenes within the larger like extreme music scene. Like I'm a big, I'm a big fan. Well, I like everything, but I'm a big fan of the hardcore too. And there's a huge Chicago hardcore scene right now. It's about as good as it's gotten in a while. And there's just tons, the amount of music that I see come across, I just noticed that I'm I'm always logging in bands that are from Chicago. From You guys are close, so I don't know if, how well you see it. What's your perspective of it? And, how, and are you guys out there doing it day in, day out? Relatively. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I would say so. I, I've been saying for a long time that I think Chicago definitely has one of the best heavy music scenes that that I've come across and uh, me and our drummer uh, are also in multiple bands that are pretty involved in the scene as well. Uh, and we have been for a while. So we're always connected with that and a bunch of other stuff going on and touring and, and everything. We have seen a lot of like other cities scenes. And I agree that I've been thinking Denver has been, pretty crazy uh, yeah, the last right couple of years too <laughs> yeah. so yeah and we we just have always been sort of involved like when when we first got started it was uh you know we go out to metal nights after practice every tuesday and uh stuff like that and yeah i mean the last couple of years obviously there's been less and less of that happening but uh we are excited to you know get back to yeah being much you know going out to i i go to shows uh as much as i possibly can and i'm always you know i got friends that are all you know there used to be you know going on tour all the time and when they come through to chicago i i want to be there so yeah nice yeah i would i would uh say the same there's just such a there's a great ecosystem here um for Mm -hmm. creativity you know and and all kind of like you can label it like heavy music in general, but just, you know, punk and hardcore. And like, I don't know, there's just a lot of crossover. Um, and even at shows themselves, you know, you'll, you'll have, you'll have those shows that are very like, you know, hardcore or, or punk or, or uh, you know, death metal centric and things like that. But there are a lot of bands here um, where, you know, the, the bills can be varied and it still makes sense. And um, I think it's also a little bit more rewarding for, you know, people who are coming out to the shows and, and just being exposed to, 
you know, so many different things that, uh, you know, like our, our release shows are actually coming up on um, March 19th, Saturday. Uh, it's going to be at Reggie's uh, rock club. And uh, we're playing with um, uh, from beyond these walls, uh, nomads and guest, all of which everyone's different. You know, we don't, yeah. we don't sound the same at all, you know? And I think that's one of the, the key factors of, of this scene is that um, shows like this can happen and, you know, will continue to happen. And it's just, I don't know, it's, it's a fun scene to be a part of. So. Yeah. To, to um, even just that you mentioning that just reminded me, I saw a post the other day from uh, two, it was from, I don't know if you're familiar with the noise rock band Salvation from Chicago, but it okay. was the guy from Salvation with a guy from the killer which of course is like, you know, yeah, yeah. Chicago hardcore band. It's like, these two bands mm-hmm. don't even make sense standing next to each other, but I don't give a shit. Like I'd go to that show. This, you know, yeah. it, 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 you know, and that's the, the diversity. I think a lot of places have unfortunately gotten away from, but it seems like actually I should walk that back. It seems like that's kind of coming back where other bands are just playing. It doesn't matter who it is. It doesn't matter what the show oh. is. It's just, and that's the way I feel like I came up and that's the way I like to see it. Um, yes. And that's the way I even like listening to the music, which is why I like a band like Without Ways, where I don't have to, I'm not just going there for one thing. I'm not just going to your records mm-hmm. for one type of sound. There's there's a lot to listen to on it. Um, and I like that because if, I don't know, if maybe you guys agree, maybe you don't, but I like my music that's either short and fast or it's long and like I'm going to get sucked into a whole album. I want to listen to the whole record. And uh, yeah. like listening to um, to comedian now uh, quite a few times, uh, like I've I started to anticipate the come down of that record. And that, that has become my favorite part of it. The end of uh, of of comedian the last two and a half, two tracks or whatever, where it starts to feel like there's a there's a drop off on like a, a good drop off mm. is what it's what I like. Um, but anyway, that's I'll get more into that in a second, because I want to ask you first. This record, you said you you wrote it most before. Did you record it all during the pandemic? Did you record it recently? Was what was the recording actually done? Recording was kind of a long process. Um, <laughs> we definitely started before the pandemic. Yeah. And then once that happened, it kind of afforded us the opportunity, like Anthony touched on a little bit earlier, to uh, just take even more time with it. I mean, we weren't going to do anything else, so might as well just keep chipping away at the record <laughs> was prosthetic still on board with this one when you uh when you started working on it did you know it was going to be another prosthetic oh, yeah. release mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. that's a that that good that's a very cool label backing in my opinion i like what prosthetic does it's very much like what we've kind of repeated so many times is that there's you can go there for so many different things so many different yeah. sounds I can get listen to fucking power violence with ACDC or, you know, you know, Prague with sermon or, you know, all the, all sorts of different bands. Uh, Eternity's end is like power metal. You guys are, you know, this whole different amalgamation of sounds. And uh, mm. that's, that's a really cool thing about prosthetic records. You've, you've got to. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row. Dreaming of something better. Well, Hello Fresh is your guilt free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. I'm Sandra 
and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Very interesting cover art here. Where the hell did this uh, Flamingo <laughs> record cover come from? And did everybody... Is everybody on board with that record cover? Even like prosthetic. When you presented this, were they like, yeah, fuck it. That's weird, but we'll do it. You go ahead. Um, Yeah. So that image came around. Uh, That was originally a video that kind of went viral a while back. Did that ever come across your radar? I don't know anything that's going viral. I'm out of touch as it gets. Unless it's music, I have no idea what's going on. There's a war right now. Do you know that? What? (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, so the video kind of crossed our radar and then we kind of forgot about it. And then um, in trying to find, we had an idea of what we wanted the cover art to kind of portray, just in the sense that uh, the record deals a lot with duality and perspective and intent. And once we rediscovered that image, it kind of felt perfect at least, at least to me, just in the sense. So what's going on there is that uh, what looks like blood is actually what's known as crop milk. So that's actually the flamingos trying to feed the baby fl- flamingo. So that just seemed really perfect in the sense that an image that appears to be an act of violence is actually an act of nourishment. Yeah. But it's all about just the intent behind what's going on there. And it can be interpreted in very different ways. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so in it, yeah, I think it felt perfect to me initially. And eventually we, it didn't take too long, but eventually we got there as a band collectively being like, <laughs> this, is, this is it. And that's probably for the best. Like, if all of us instantly agree on something, that's that's probably a red flag. Like, checks and balances are. <laughs> <laughs> no, like, yeah. like, like that image too. It's just, I, I love, um, you know, it, it looks grisly. But then even just the, the the colors are just so vibrant, you know, and, yeah, and so there's just like a, like you were saying, like a very, real duality to it, which is, you know, very representative of the record. You know, the record is, is very, um, you know, dynamic uh, in my view, you know, as far as just how heavy and blistering things can get um, both emotionally and, um, you know, musically. So. Yeah. And I think, prosthetic didn't really they didn't like say anything about it right like we just sort of (laughs) were like this is it and then they were like okay cool (laughs) (laughs) and yeah i think i was gonna say like in general we like zach touched on a little bit was we do kind of labor over this stuff quite a bit you know like because none of us are very good at like the visual (laughs) aspect of things so like choosing the art and and the layouts and all that kind of stuff was um yeah, we went through a bunch of ideas, but then like when that when the picture came up, I mean, at least for me personally, I was like, okay, yeah, I, I think we can make this work. Like, I didn't, uh, I don't remember having any huge, you know, notion either way because you know we we just needed to like figure something out. <laughs> you no, know? I remember That's- you saying you, 
you like came into the room and you slammed your fist on a table. You're like, it's got to be a bald eagle. We need to do this. <laughs> yeah. Very adamant about that. With a flag in the background yeah. or something. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Well, that sounds good. You should have done that. Um, but this yeah. is fine too. Uh, and Zach, I like the way you explained it. I had, I didn't know what, what it was at all. And yeah, I thought it was, I thought there was blood and uh, I don't know what was happening to that baby. I didn't know what was going on, but, uh, but then no, that's very cool. Um, when it, when it comes to taking an image like that and using it as an album cover, are there any hurdles you got to clear to do that? Like, did you have to find whoever took the video and say, we want to use it? What, what difficulties does that present? Uh, yeah, it wasn't, too bad in the grand scheme of things um we did have to do purchase some sort of a license for it um but in the grand scheme of things i think that barrier was a lower threshold than if we had just started with a blank page and an artist and trying to just compose something from scratch Mm. yeah yeah well i like it and it, it it goes along perfectly with how you guys described it and uh that's very cool you called it you called the record comedian why is it called comedian Ooh, Quan, you want to stand sure. first with this one, or yeah, I think uh, so. Zach came up with 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 the title because this was another thing that was very laborious for us as far as um, wanting to choose the right descriptor. And for me, you know, I think it means a little something different to all of us. But I, I kind of feel, you know, there's humor in human tragedy, and and so it's, it's throughout the record, it, it, it's more so you know, uh, uh, an approach to that, um, having that in mind, um, you know, the Zach, you could probably better, better describe it as far as just the juxtaposition, I guess. Yeah. Well, I guess, yeah. One of the reasons why that kind of clicked with me was just the idea that, okay, a lot of what makes something funny and what a lot of comedians do is kind of, they're revealing something that's already obvious to the audience, but you never maybe looked at it that way. Right. And once that revelation happens, it's a connection between the comedian and the audience and that shared experience, you know, a truth that we, we all collectively know, but maybe just never thought about. And mm-hmm. I kind of feel like the record has that same purpose or has that same uh, application, if you will. Like, it's really us trying to be as honest as we can with who we are and where we're at. And hopefully uh, it connects with people. Uh, <laughs> yeah and there's, no. there's some other factors too just ooh, go ahead sir oh no 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 that's that's good you you're very uh you know what the fuck you're talking you know you've got a you've got all right here i do this all the time right and sometimes you ask somebody's something like that and there's like i don't it, it was the name of a song right <laughs> you know <laughs> why'd you pick that cover it looks cool right you guys actually seem to you like you mentioned you think about these things and you put thought into it and there's intent with it and uh that's evident um and very cool uh the you've had a couple how many songs have you released so far three three how how has that gone over how have they gone over from your it's been good yeah i mean we our first release was good grief uh that's the lead track uh, on the record and that one we filmed uh, a video for um which was sort of basketball themed um that was uh, that was a really fun experience, also a very stressful experience. But um, I'm really glad we got that done. I think we were able to kind of showcase, you know, we're all we've been getting together and, and playing together for so long that you know we'll get in and we'll rehearse our tunes. But then it's also four guys coming together and just having a good time, you know. Yeah. And, and so I think the uh, the video was a good good way to kind of showcase our sort of 
showcase our, our playful nature. But yeah, uh, people seem to really dig that. Um, our second release was Slight and Shadows, um, which was, uh, you know, a, a little bit different for us as far as just like, um, I think it was a really effective, um, the song kind of encapsulates every aspect of the band as far as just kind of catchy hooks and, um, you know, kind of a, a subtle dissonance in some cases and things like that. And then we just released seven uh, this past week, which is the closing track on the record, which um, I'm really happy we went with that one as our, our you know, third single, uh, just because it, it that song in, in itself kind of sums up the entire meaning of the record, um, uh, you know, from, from a lyrical standpoint. And I think certainly musically, too, it kind of matches up with that, that vibe as well. So, Yeah, I had never pictured Seven being a single, but for like just friends of ours and people that we've worked with that seem to resonate with people quite a bit. And with it being such a good, you know, culmination of everything that was on the record, mm-hmm. it's kind of why we went with it as a single. So um, I'm still, yeah, I'm waiting. I'll be curious to see how people react to that as a, a standalone track, as opposed to, you know, the finale of the entire record, but I'm happy that we did it because I wouldn't have pictured that. And it's good to take chances. So, mm-hmm. And we had a, it, it was a, a good problem to have, but we had a problem. Like choo- it was difficult for us again to choose singles because <laughs> we all had our own, you know, opinions. And there was, I feel like, you know, so many of the songs could have been uh, singles. So yeah. yeah, it's it's been cool to see the reaction to these three. But um, yeah, I, I can't wait to get for all the other songs to come out and see you know what what happens with uh with all the other ones too just because i felt like we had so many to choose from that could have been singles but you know you can only do so many right right well i I gotta tell you that seven has been my favorite track so far i mean i've heard the record plenty of times but seven is my favorite track and i did find it having already known the track and known it was the closer i was surprised to see when the visualizer got released that that was one you went with i think it's a good move but i was just you know people don't usually pick the last track on their record to to put out there as a as something to pump so that's but that was cool uh it's a cool move um have you guys heard any fun negative stuff yet or has it all just been good <laughs> uh so far things have been pretty good um i'm looking forward to some of the fun negative stuff though yeah, yeah you know yeah there's gotta be some <laughs> of it right like the the, oh, yeah. the trolls are always like really those are those are really fun interesting comments, um, but yeah no so far uh, so far things have been been pretty good but I'm sure once the record is out you know people will be getting online and, and mm-hmm. ready to tear it apart yeah yeah ready to just you know <laughs> obliterate and, just, and you know. we haven't had uh, yeah a ton of uh, reviews to, that have come through yeah I think the next you know week or two hopefully we'll get a a better picture of that but um yeah those are always fun (laughs) i look forward to those (laughs) has there been a uh in the history of without waves has there been a good ridiculous negative thing has that happened yet has there been a terrible review that's that's crazy you know I feel like everybody has like some kind of somebody just hates you guys to a level that doesn't even make sense. Uh, or, you know, they just got a shitty review from nothing like that with you guys. Nothing 
truly hateful, unfortunately. <laughs> um, I feel like on the last record, our that was more the people being kind of confused. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, like Lunar, there were a couple, like, and I'm completely paraphrasing and uh, surmising, but like there are a couple of reviews where it's just like, I don't know what this is. Like, <laughs> so, yeah. it, which it makes sense. You know, we kind of didn't know what it, what it was either in a it way. It was a little more all over the place. Yeah. 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 Like we were still, I think kind of finding ourselves, whereas this record. Um, and I also think too, because the, all the songs were written over a, a shorter span of time, like lunar, like, five or six years is a, is a long time. And there are a lot of life changes that can kind of happen, you know, within sure. that span of time. So it's, it's, I think this record all around is a little bit more focused. And then again, to like our intention and, and, you know, we did put a lot of thought into how we wanted to, uh, you know, present this. So as far as reviews and comments go, you know, we'll let the you know chips fall where they may, but uh, mm-hmm. you know, we'll, we'll see how that, that goes so far so good so mm-hmm. yeah good. well yeah i i don't i, don't, I mean I, I i think it's a cool record i don't see why i don't see why there would be anything negative i like like i said the the, the thing that i like about it is the way it, it feels like it like de-escalates like there's a lot of intense intensity and you know like anxiety through the way through the through the bulk of it but then towards the end it's like this big come down and i appreciate that um which is i mean it's typical for a band to put maybe a slower song at the end of their record right but there seems to be a little more intention with the way you guys sequence this record is is sequencing a big topic when it comes to putting together or any record for you oh yeah i mean that's something that we you know debated about quite a bit i think this record for me felt a little bit more like i think we had a better idea of the the sequencing than the than the last one but we certainly certainly debated about it for sure you know Mm -hmm. um and that's like that's always like an important aspect to any record for me like the pacing you know they're they're they're, it's important uh, i think just from a listener's standpoint um making sure whatever you feel the right song comes after whatever song you need it to and i think this record was really good because it is you know, top heavy, heavy, you know, at, at the beginning, but there is a very natural, um, natural dip uh, as far as just the, um, the way it flows, you know, um, I, I felt like the sequencing on this one, even though we debated about it, it felt like this was like a really good, um, even like in the middle of the record, like uh, the song sleep deep, that was like the last song that we kind of added in to the record and I think it acts as like a really strong palate cleanser after set and setting, which is arguably maybe the heaviest song on the record. Um, and then kind of bridging to the next half of the record, if that makes sense. So. Yeah. 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 Well, the, this comes out on March 18th. Do you guys, you might've already mentioned this, but do you guys have a, uh, you have a record release show lined up? I think you said. Yeah. March 19th, Saturday. Uh, that's at Reggie's rock club in, in Chicago. Yeah. Well, one of the, big things in Chicago that I think anybody who's into heavy music is at least aware of is uh, Kuma's Corner and the the burgers named after bands. And you guys got one right now, right? We do. Yeah. They're going to be. Where does uh, that rank on the personal accomplishments 
<laughs> I think we started this band with the intention of having a burger, you know. And so I think now that we have one, we can kind of pack it in, guys. Hang it up. That's it. Yeah. Mission accomplished. So, um, yeah, we'll play the show and then just kind of you know, go our separate ways. Um, you know, like, uh, it's, it's exciting to ha- have that. Um, and, uh, uh, you know, yeah, we're, we're, we're looking forward to it. Like, the burger does look tasty. I'm looking forward to trying it. So we haven't tried it yet. So What's on it? Uh, so we got uh, uh, arugula. Um, we got a fried egg. We got a spicy pickled onion aioli. Um, you have your protein, of course, uh, and then uh, cilantro. Uh, and smoked gouda. And smoked gouda, of course. Yeah, I almost forgot. That's a very important. And a uh, blackening spice, I think. No, that got that got nixed. So oh, okay. We, we had one burger that they came to us with. And then they came back and they were like, "Yeah, we're going to fuck things up a little bit more. So, um, uh, so yeah, so that, that, that was good. So I think it sounds like it's going to be really good. So we're excited. That's awesome. And like I said, I don't know. I mean, it's funny that that's a thing that I don't know has become like a, like, why the fuck would I know that in Lancaster, Pennsylvania? Like, yeah. <laughs> why, why would I know about this burger place in Chicago? But, but if you're into heavy music, you probably do, right? So yeah, it is yeah. actually, it is actually kind of a big deal, right? Um, it's, it's just, yeah, as, it's, it could be, you know, like if you, it could be the same as getting your record reviewed in in a magazine. It's like a stamp of approval. It's, it's being on this label. It's being on prosthetic. It's just like, all right, if it's on there, I might like it. You know, uh, somebody that thinks it's good enough to present it, right? <laughs> And they're such a cool little company. Like, even when we've, you know, like in Indiana, I remember one time we stopped at Akuma's there and like, they treated us so well. Like it's, I'm very grateful to have this burger. And just anytime you go to any of their locations, like they are, it's pretty legit, man. Like like (laughs) the the employees there are active members of their local scenes. Like it's, it's nice. (laughs) Right. It's not just a, it's not just a, a gimmick to, you, you're not going to make money on that anyway. You know, <laughs> it's not a lucrative uh, clientele to target, you know, metalheads. Um, but all right. So this comes out on the 18th. You got a record release on the 19th. Any plans to act to attempt any touring or is that about, or are you just staying local? Uh, we are uh, kind of working on that uh, at, at the moment here. So we're hoping to yeah. have, uh some announcements here probably after after the show and then we'll we'll figure out what our you know summer schedule is going to be like and everything like that so but yeah it'll be nice to get get back on the road again um and play in front of people and yeah that'll be good so nice all right well last question here um it's been quite a few years since since lunar um i don't know if you guys have released things with other bands uh since then but this is your first without waves record in a while. So what are you most looking forward to with the release of, of, of comedian? I think I'm looking forward to, um, you know, we put a lot of time and effort and, and thought into it. And so uh, for me, like anytime I come across a piece of music that resonates with me, um, you know, it, it's just, I don't know. It, it, it's something where it kind of, kind of transports you back to a time when you know life's complex life gets harder as you age and you're you know dealing with different things and a lot of distractions and work and things like that but like there's there's something pure about 
resonating with a with a piece of music or a piece of music resonating with you. And so my only hope is that anyone who does dig us and, and like it gets, uh, you know, some of that from that. You know, I think anything we do artistically, you know, you want people to benefit from it in whatever way they see fit. So. Mm-hmm. I've been thinking about this a lot too recently where like, you know, we've been uh, living with this record for, you know, five years now, uh, like working on it mm-hmm. and recording it, you know, writing the songs, recording and, and the whole process of everything. Um, and it's, and, and this is true of like every record I've put out where it's like you live with it for so long. And then when you finally put it out there, it's, it's hard to describe because then it's not yours anymore. Right. It just becomes everyone's uh, and whoever digs it and whoever listens to it. And uh, just looking forward to that and like seeing everyone's kind of reactions to it and uh, good and bad, you know? So, uh, and yeah, I'm looking forward to the, the to some weird, bad, you know, reviews. <laughs> Without wave comedian didn't laugh once. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think I have the same desires as everything they just touched on. We really poured ourselves into this on multiple fronts. Nothing about this was easy or accidental. Um, and this is a very difficult record to make. And I'm glad that we did it. And I think that it's everything that we went through in creating this record, whether it be how we acted ourselves or things that were thrust upon us that are completely out of one's control. Um, I think that all made it a better record and I think we're better off for it. And I just, yeah, just really curious to see what resonates with people. Um, yeah. Cause like what John said, it's once it's out there, it's, it's no longer ours. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I think it's an awesome record and I think you're going to hear great things. And I don't think it even matters really. It, I, I mean, it, it, it's, it's gotta feel like a, I don't know. It's like a, like a weight off the back. Maybe. Um, I don't I know if I were you guys, I'd just be excited to finally have it in my hand. Cause I like the physical thing. Um, <clears throat> I'm sure there's plenty of things to be excited about, but, uh, and, and rightfully so like, again, it is a cool record. And uh, thank you guys for taking the time to have this conversation with me. Uh, thank you. Dude. I appreciate you having us on. Yeah. yeah. yeah.
So there you have it. That was my conversation with the fellas in Without Waves. And the song you just heard was Seven, which we talked about, and closes out the record. Uh, As we mentioned, this one drops Friday, March 18th on Prosthetic Records. Go get that wherever you get things. Uh, I want to thank the guys for taking the time to join me on a weekend, no less. Um, And uh, it's it's a pleasure to introduce the band to you if you haven't heard them yet. Uh, they're playing in Chicago. That's where they're from. And they got a record release show that I believe happens March 19th. I think they mentioned that as well in the interview. If you missed it, go back, listen, and uh, check it out. There's another song that they put out as a single called Slight and Shadows, which is actually on the Getting It Out playlist this week, which you can find over on Spotify. Go follow that. I try to update that weekly. I don't, but I try to. And at one point, I was actually really good about it. And I'm just not anymore. So I do it whenever I feel like it. And uh, I felt like it this morning. So it's updated. Um, Got tracks on there from uh, Ill Communication, End Rain, The Lion's Daughter covering Judas Priest doing Turbo Lover, Frankie and the Hellhounds, which is Frankie from, uh, you might know him, he used to play in Death Before Dishonor. And that track features Mad Joe from Wisdom and Chains. There's a new track from Be Well, an old track from Dying Breed, which is getting a new re-release on uh, A389 Records this year. There's a noise rock, rock noise rockers from uh, Richmond, Virginia Prayer Group who have a new record out on Reptilian Records. There's a song from Terror featuring Corpse Grinder of Cannibal Corpse. There's all sorts of stuff on there. We try to go, I try to go, there's no we. I try to go in several different directions, but mostly new. Um, so go check that out. Speaking of new songs that I think are cool, I'm going to end this with a track from Chrome Waves. They've got a new EP of remixes. This one is called Windblown, the Deeper Graves Mix. Uh, there's a lot of cool guys on this, uh, cool artists, I should say, on, on this EP. Uh, you got Lotus Thrones, Wrathchild, Sanford Parker, Grid Failure, Deeper Graves, and Static Bloom chiming in and putting their, their touch on uh, these Chrome Waves tracks. So go check that out. This, this EP will see release on Friday, April 1st. Through disorder recording. So check it out. Thank you for listening. Bye bye.
Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm. 